Welcome everybody to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Today I'm joined by two of my favourite people and comics, Tommy Dean and Jackie Loeb. But before we get to them, we've got some big news. Comedy on Edge, the podcast, is going live. We're going to do a live show the first Tuesday in December at the Library, 87 Abercrombie Street, Chippendale. Come on down, 7.30. We've got Daniel Towns, Tom Ballard, plus we've got a few more guests who we won't name. So come on down to the live show. It's only $10 to get in. Tickets available on the door. Check out ComedyOnEdge.com for more information or also look us up on Facebook. Now, without further ado, Dave Keishan's on the sound. Tommy and Jackie are on the desk. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Dave, hit the music and let's get it started. Oh, it's MW here in Edge HQ, joined by Tommy Dean. Tommy, how are you? I couldn't be better. Couldn't be better? Good. No, wait, I could. You could? Actually, now that I think about it, I just realized it was one of those answers to the how are you going question that overstates my position. I can think of now of a variety of ways that I could indeed go better. Was there anything we can do? I mean, Josh Josh is here. He can sort of... No, no. Some of it's mental, as always. Some of it's application, which I just need to work on. That's one of the problems with application. You have to apply yourself. That is true. Well, you are on a couch there, so feel free to open up, you know. And uh, my ankle needs strapping. Your ankle needs strapping? But um, I'm fine. But you're fine? I'll be fine for this. Only good? Well, that's good. I think I have all the tools available. Your soldier on? For our future here together for the next 45 minutes. Well, that's that's good Good to hear. So in that case, I couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Great to hear. Great. And Jackie Lope, welcome back. Oh, it's wonderful to be back. And for the listeners, where have you been for the last... No, I've been on Facebook. (laughs) You've been on Facebook? I relocated to Los Angeles because it's a um, faster Facebook connection over there. Ah, Yeah, and it's cheaper too to use the internet. Ah. And grocery items are cheaper too. There's so many perks to living over there. There's no work and I haven't any I've no friends and feel completely isolated. But you can buy a Kit Kat for ninety cents, so it was really worth the move. But that's I don't know if that's the candy bar you want to choose because No, and the milk is a little bit I don't know if you find this, Tommy, but do did you notice when you came to this the mother country here that the quality of the milk is a little bit more superior? Like the chocolate, like I'm a chocolate addict, but I find I don't eat as much chocolate there because the milk there is just I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I don't like like I I don't like Hershey's. Hershey's No, Hershey's yeah, is vile. So, I don't sorry, even know Tommy, how they can call that those chocolate. Are, Tommy's originally Amer- just quietly point out that I was born in the Hershey, Pennsylvania area. <laughs> oh, I grew up going to the, the Hershey, Hershey District Park chocolate theme park. <laughs> um, I love Hershey Kisses. I love the Whatchamacallit especially. Who the what? Uh, the Whatchamacallit is uh, sort of a crispy rice. Hershey's chocolate, a uh, hint of peanut butter mm. running through it as well. No, I don't. It I, is uh, sort of like the picnic bar enlightened. No, I don't care what you put inside the Hershey chocolate. It tastes like crap. You can't disguise the crap taste of Hershey-ness. <laughs> what I love about chocolate, though, it is a, it's an objective sort it of is, art. It, it is. If it, if it helps, and, Tom. Uh, I like that it, of all the chocolates, it's, it is the most American. Um, I actually don't <laughs> like it as much in its Australian. It's been reformulated for Australian taste. With good uh-huh. milk. No, no, they just made it sweeter. Australians like everything a lot sweeter. The, the joy of Hershey's is that it plays at the sort of chalky off side of chocolate. It's not meant to be your super sweet, indulgent chocolate. That's why almost all of its candy bars and forms come in slices and cuts that make for one or two bites. It's the chocolate not to be be enjoyed that should be there. No, no, it's also the s'mores. It's the heart of the s'more. Have you you come across the American s'more? It's the great campfire tradition. No. You take uh, graham crackers. I know them. Hershey bars come in a flat plank, like a little two-by-four of wood. Like a very flat, actually, it's very flat. Mm. And you break the Hershey bar in half, and you 
and the and the graham cracker in half, and then you toast a marshmallow over the open flame. Then you have your graham cracker, your plank of chocolate. You put your very hot marshmallow, mm. which melts the chocolate. Another piece of chocolate it all melts together in a chocolatey, marshmallowy, and the marshmallow then adds the extra sweetness that the Hershey's lacks. Does it kill the flavor of the Hershey, the marshmallow? <laughs> you can keep pushing. So my, my mouth's still not watering, sorry. But, but you, you, you've traded in so many other good things in Australia. <laughs> you argue for the cheapness of America, and you get what you pay for. I did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand that Hershey's is a personal choice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, not mine. I say yeah. no to Hershey. That's right. No, I understand. Is there any any like so the Hershey's is any any chocolate bars you miss from America over here? Uh, the Baby Ruth. You can come across it, uh, but the Baby Ruth. And what's excellent came. The Baby Ruth is uh, all nougat, whole peanuts. <gasps> And chocolate, uh, made famous by Bill Murray as the floating turd in the oh, swimming pool in Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Nothing more resembles a pure turd <laughs> than a baby Ruth bar. So or a picnic a, bar. Or a poly, remember the polywaffle? Yeah, I'm crazy. But too perfect. Ah, My yeah. point is that those are they, those have the tubular form yeah. of fecal matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that true nuggety texture, slight off shape. No, no two baby Ruths are exactly the same as I would say the same. For the porcelain right. swim gods. Wow. But yes, uh, I don't miss them so much as uh, peanut butter cups. But almost all these are now available uh, well, that thanks is true, to the yeah. joy of international shipping. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, there's companies in Australia that you know import all of these great things. That's true. Well, you can get the, the junior mints now. They've taken junior mints. I hate mint chocolate. Oh, I really? think mint oh. and chocolate mixed together is uh, the uh, personification oh. of Satan. Oh. I think that uh, it ruins uh, together. I mean, I'm sorry, separately. Each component a delight. But not to get the together, mm. the definition of hell. I, I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm, I like, I love fresh mint. Mm. I, lo- I love a fresh mint in a lovely Southeast Asian ensemble salad. <laughs> but combined with chocolate, just doesn't do it for yeah. me. Unless I'm really, really desperate. Like if I've had a gig and I'm back at the hotel at like two a.m. and there's like a complimentary after dinner mint, I'll have that out of sheer desperation. But it just, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. Makes me terribly cr- My dad used to actually take Hershey Kisses and set them on top of Andy's <laughs> mints, which were about the most potent mint chocolate after yeah. dinner mint ever made, just so that they would absorb the mintiness. And the, it was like kryptonite to kids. <laughs> we would not eat. So he was a fusion chocolatier. Yeah. It was, I hated it. I hate, he, I was like the opposite of... Willy Wonka. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> I went away from chocolate for many years because my dad, because in of his mint, odd minty ways. His, mint, his mintiness drew you off. <laughs> Very fresh breath, though, my father. <laughs> How are his teeth? <laughs> a little wonky. A little wonky. <laughs> now, Jackie, you're back in Australia. How long are you back for? I'm back for approximately two months. I I shouldn't be so delphous. You know what's happened to me? In America, It's everyone is so into, you know, uh, like self uh, promotion and everyone talks himself up. And so for me, being back in Australia, I just have gone like the self-deprecating overboard. Like I, I just every opportunity to put myself down, I'm so there. Like, because <laughs> um, over there, you've really got to talk yourself up. And Jackie, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> I'm at at Ralph Shopping Centre and then on Facebook. But you have to say, oh, I'm working on a web. Oh, I'm working on a website. That's a thing. Oh, where can we download it? Oh, it's still in pre-production. I'm meaning I haven't written anything. But um, so it's nice to come home and just be self-deprecating and and to talk poorly of myself. I miss that because you don't get to do that over there. You could talk yourself up. 
the opposite. You go, you wouldn't believe in Australia the way we could talk ourselves <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally talk up, you're talking down. We are so talking down it over there. You can't even believe. What's Australia up to? Nothing. Well, talk yourself up, Chad. You're, I you're, will, I will. Now, I've got to get my self-esteem in gear for my shows. Your shows? You now need got... a little bit of self-esteem to go on stage, too. Oh, well, you're you're fantastic. I love That's look at, I've got a flyer in front of me. One of the top five comics. I think I may have photoshopped that onto the flyer and embellished a little bit. I oh, think no, it was no, one no. of the top 500, so I got rid of two of the zeros. Well, that, well that's, that's still I mean? top I have five, to stop the self-deprecating. I have to stop There's a now. lot of comics in the world. And so. Australia is known for rounding. You've yeah. rounded. That's fair. That's fine. Very, most people, we, let's be honest, character. most people can't count to 500, so that's cool. What other quotes can we decipher here? Gobs. Oh, this one I did excellent. make sense. This one I actually did make up. Okay, so the, one of the top five comics that was a few years ago now, completely mm-hmm. in your face funny, that was not the Sydney Morning Herald, that was the Sydney Star Observer, but I changed it to the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, and one of Australia's funniest comedians with a singing voice to die for, Time Out Australia, I made that one up. I reckon Time Out Australia stick by that. I don't I care. Think that's they should just be thankful that I've mentioned them on my flyer. Well, the way the magazine industry's going, time out. I reckon <laughs> this flyer will last longer soon. than time out. The poll quotes are one of the great mystifying That's moments such, of comedy You get to flyering. be so creative with them. Because I had one once, I had a review that cause we, you know, we played at the, you know, had to be a real, we were allowed, if they used dot, 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 you could stop it there because they started to have the pause. So I had a review once that said, this guy is so funny, dot, dot, dot. Not, <laughs> but I just well, I, I can only take so many characters. Oh, look, it stopped at the third dot. Well, I have this um, guy is so funny. <laughs> I know of a mutual friend of ours, and we won't name names, but I well, remember seeing it. Fun out of well, things. Well, I'll tell you off air, mm-hmm. but he had a quote on his poster saying, "A natural born performer." I can't remember the magazine, and I'm like, "That's mm. a good quote." Mm. But there were the dot dot dots preceded "natural born performer." The review said, "Some people like Will Anderson, Dave Hughes, are natural born performers." Unnamed comedian is not one of these people. Yeah. Wow, see, that exactly. was super creative the way he edited and cut. Yeah, he 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 dot he 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 was he was a master at editing. I think yeah. he missed his calling. So it, got, it just got me from now on. I just simply put on mine five stars. The audience, because every time I step on stage, I just ask the crowd, "Can you just say five stars?" They do. I got my quote. Mm. Nice. Small legit than the the timeout. It's it's actually very empowering for comics when you get it bad review. Um, I remember getting. It wasn't really a bad review. It was two thousand and five. And it was at Edinburgh Fringe Festival and the, the Scotsman, the notoriously kind of hard markers, mm. they had they put a, a turbo, because they did a lot of singing in the show, a turbo set, no, a turbocharged set of lungs. So I thought, stuff you, woman. So I edited it to a turbocharged set. <laughs> but I think she knew I was going to edit it. Like she gave me a little bit of leanway there. She gave me a bit of yeah. <laughs> yeah. She cut you in. Well, we probably should actually mention the dates you were. No, maybe, look what no. for. It's a superfluous information. Oh, is it so? No, oh, you should have mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I'm catering for, for the Sydney and Greater Sydney here. We've oh. got the Rudy Hill RSL on the 16th of November. Which is, as you know, it, it always, I think, used to the old view of the Rudy Hill RSL as a faraway nightmare place no. of nothingness. And it's like a little beacon of entertainment gigantism. It's its own empire it, it's out there and it's huge. It's isn't like it, it is a world. It's its own suburb. It's own suburb. If you're interested, if you want to go, and I recommend highly you go see the Jackie Love you're Show, but go early and go bowling beforehand. Or have the buffet or go Get ice a little skating. Americana in you. Have some tin <laughs> tin bowling and step over. Hear the stories of the motherland. You can't go ice skating. That was an embellishment. But oh, it's I'm sure like by the a time galaxy you get there, that would have built it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's huge. It's absolutely huge and... Um, Great poker machines, Kino, and then there, I think there's probably a buffet, and then there's 
culminates in my wonderful performance. And I think I've got a support act that night. I have no idea who it is. Someone that swears and talks about their dick. And then <laughs> it'll probably be me. <laughs> it's the owner of the club. Yeah. It's and the then we've, RSL president. we've got the... Big show, another big show at the Comedy Store Wednesday, the 12th of December. What a great way to, you know, to wind things down for the year. Um, your offers Christmas party, a great economical thing to Just do. Just so you know, in keeping with the theme, yeah. if you go a little early to the Comedy Store show, yeah. you can also go bowling there. You can strike. You can too. Strike. Yeah. Bowling in, yeah. have a nice restaurant meal. No, I don't think you can have a r- nice no, 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 meal can, down at the You can have a meal at the Comedy Store, but I don't, I don't think it's... You'd be paying a little bit more than Can you eat there now? Not at the comedy store, but... You can have a nice dot, dot, dot. (laughs) <laughs> there is Subway There's a Subway around Subway, the corner there's a Subway. Oh, Porto's There's uh, that, there's excellent plastic wrapped sandwiches That's At that true. coffee shop And then there's You, you can always eat them up for you, yeah, you can get Using the, nuclear power You can get the $22.50 um, cheeseburger At the Fox and Lion, I think yeah, oh, that's, that's good I can't believe it's not a sushi roll From the sushi place next <laughs> That's door. true and then on the 29th, isn't plugging is so shows is really must be so boring for the listeners. No. Just hang in there, people. There's the only another 23 to plug. <laughs> it's Saturday the 29th, right in time for New Year, uh, Canterbury Hilston Park RSL Club. And then I've got some shows in Perth, but I can't remember the dates, but hey, it'll be on my website. Again, I just love all these fun little crossovers. Just yeah. quietly raise your hand. Yeah. If you're a member of the Canterbury Hurlston RSL Club. Oh, wow. oh is it me? Oh, oh I paid my five dollars for ten years. <laughs> That's right. That's another Registered pretty club member. too. I live in the neighborhood. Ah, in, in mm, very pretty club. Mm, and it's free parking. Free parking, excellent uh, little Chinese restaurant. Sort of Is there a bowling alley? Downstairs. No, it's near it's near one. Near one? But not near enough. I wouldn't suggest bowling on this night. So no, it would be like bowl, bowl on the night before then, no, see no, Jackie. Go and enjoy the, the environs of the Canterbury Hurlston RSL. It's like two neighborhoods in one RSL. The problem with these RSL clubs, I understand what they're trying to do. They're refurbishing the clubs to make them more appealing to the younger patrons because I guess the older patrons are... Not going. Not yeah. going due to <laughs> death. Yeah. Um, but things that, like, you know, you used to be able to, I remember going down the Pato RSL, you get your $2 vodka and orange and you'd be laughing, you'd have 10 of them and you'd be right. Things are, but since they've, you know, all been gentrified so much, the prices have escalated too. And I find that a bit upsetting. Do you think? Do you think that the society, <laughs> I love RSL Club the, Talk. You're, you're Welcome to Club at, Talk. It's also the membership scheme as well, because you see, you see the prices for you, the visitor. Yes. Twenty-two dollars for a T-bone steak yeah. and chips, but yeah. I've got a membership card. So you get only seventeen. Oh well, there you go. That justifies the the membership. Two membership. Yeah. So what you're saying? Every gig you should join, you should just sign up at the club. <laughs> but don't you get like reciprocal? Like you'd get reciprocal rights. Yeah, it's the whole five kilometer circle rule. I never quite understood it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that it's too. It's the way the crow flies. But I I have the membership. I get the uh, magazine. Because I still go by that. Because you've got to have ID with your house mm. on it. I've still got my Tassie ID from when I... Like, I haven't lived in Tassie for 10 years, but when they're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, from Tassie. So I don't have to pay the registration fees. Mm. Yeah, but then, you know, the time's going to come. You're going to win the jackpot. Oh, it's going to do a little little bit of extra research. They're going to keep your money. Oh, you'll be like, sorry, sir, we can't give you this $22,000 in 20 cent coins. (laughs) You're not really from Tassie, are you? I don't think they put 20 cent coins in the machines anymore, Tommy. It's It's been a while since I've played poker. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm really about the uh, $17 T bone and chips. The T bone and chips and and the bowling alleys (laughs) and the kids' playroom.
In the car, that, that would be handy. You are in the here. car park. Yeah. In the car park. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few of those. So what else, like, Jackie, so you're going back to the US next I year? I am. I'm, look, I, I have this love-hate relationship with it. I actually do and really enjoy it there. Like, um, I've gone for some great auditions. I haven't booked any of the jobs. But I have gone for some interest, like I auditioned for Weeds. I've auditioned for some... Um, uh, like uh, Disney shows, like going for weeds was was like I walked onto the twentieth century whatever Universal Studio lot, and that was just wild. The description was like forty something Jewish woman, so I go in and there's like five hundred versions of me, like really loud, <laughs> boisterous Jewish women. Like I'm like on a scale of one to ten, my Jewishness compared to some of them was probably about three. There were some that you could tell weren't Jewish because they were like really quiet and weren't checking out the other girls. So. Um, it was really, really is a really eye. It's a real eye, eye, eye opener to see what how you're perceived and what your type is, and that was great. Um, I went in and I had to do. I went and got had some acting. I mean, I've trained as an actor, but when you don't act, I mean, I, performing stand up comedy is still performance, but it's a very, very different type of performance. Um, so I went and had some a bit of coaching. So I made sure I was prepared and I walked in and I forgot the first line and I said to the casting director, can I start again? So I started again. They seemed to like it and they said, okay, do it again. And I thought, oh, my God, they've re- I've got a redirect. Apparently it's it's very good if you get a redirect or I should say a, re- a redirect. And I thought I've booked the job. I didn't book the job, didn't even get a call back, nothing, nothing, no feedback, no nothing. So whilst it's very, very exciting, it can be a very, very humbling experience too. But I, I love it. Like it's just, I just, those kind of experiences just don't happen to me here. Like I think here it's a very small industry. It's very easy to get pigeonholed. Like I'd love to do some drama or do a musical or, but, you know, I'm seen as, I guess, a, com- a pub act. I mean, I like to think that I'm more than that. I mean, I've got a few different skills and I feel being in the States, I'm hoping that I will be able to fuse all my skills and, and find an outlet for them because I think I was getting, I was just getting a little bit bitter, maybe a little bit bitter and aggressive and turning on the audience. I thought, I'm going to go away now. That makes sense. Now you don't like Hershey's. This tastes like me. Right. I'm eating myself. I'm eating myself. That's funny. And I'd say you also you also went to Vegas while you're over there. Did you? I did. I have. Uh, you probably know. I'm not allowed to mention names, but Thingo, Thingo, and Thingo also did some stuff. Um, they were doing a show, an improv show in Vegas, and they knew I was in LA. They said, "Would you like oh. to come and join us for a month?" And I thought I would absolutely love to. And I really enjoyed during doing the shows. I mean, it was it was really a stretch for me and out of my leg doing improv. I mean, I, I improvise in my set and when I go for auditions, you have to improvise and I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I love that kind of thing. But it was very regimented in terms that the audience really do dictate what happens within the performance. So that was really challenging. The stuff I thought I'd be really good at, like you'd have to make up a song as you go, like they call that an occupation and you have to – I was like <laughs> – but almost swore then. That's how hard it was for me. <laughs> and then the stuff that I didn't think I'd really be very good at, I was quite good at. But the point of the story is I didn't really like Vegas. And I'd always have this – I'd always wanted to go to Vegas because I thought that this is going to – the artistic kitsch mecca of the universe. I thought I'd love it and really thrive there. But um, I was ready to go home after a few days. I, don't know. I think Vegas is designed for but, the visitor. Yeah. I think if you work there, it grinds you mm, faster mm, than mm. – than anything, it's I've worked there a little bit as well. And when you're on the other side, mm. it's no fun. 
It's all about feeling like the guy who's got everything. Vegas likes to make you feel like you're a king. No matter how mm. poor you are, there's a table that will take your money. You know, unlike casinos here where you got to come in rich. There's casinos. Got no money left? We're the casino for you. Want to put a nickel on a table? Put your nickel down, man. Well, they got pennies. You can put actual American pennies and play craps with pennies in some of the casinos because they'll take your pennies. Wow. It's, um, but you still feel like a king. Yeah. You know, buffets are a couple of bucks. You eat for nothing. No. So that's what was so oh. disappointing. Being a foodie, the buffets aren't a couple of dollars. Like the where we performed at, the buffet was $36. Or you'd have to go and you get a half-price luncheon buffet for like $14, but you'd have to spend money on a show. So I was, I thought, oh, I'm going to be having like, you know, 39-cent breakfast, but that just wasn't Oh, no, but it's the a matter of the guest. The guest will get, you know, you get your brochures with your room. Yeah, uh, you know, you get kicks on you who you're there, but I think yeah, as a worker, it is terrible. It is because I went again. It's the same when you said you know, we went for some Disney jobs. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was, you know, what did the costume fit? Oh no, um, Disney television. Disney's the same. Yeah, where if you yeah. work backstage at Disney, yeah, the, the theme park, yeah, it's the same hell oh, on wheels. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> no, worse. Now yeah, this so. was for a little uh, like a kid show on on Disney, playing a woman who turns into an Ewok type cast. <laughs> So the question still stands. So that <laughs> did the cartoon fit? No. <laughs> so they're really making use of their Star Wars rights that's now. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they bought yeah, Star Wars. As soon as they got them. Yeah. But I actually went to Vegas again with a friend, and it was a very, very different experience going there for the holiday. I mean, we had a great time and saw some wonderful shows, but it's just so hot and it's a different type of heat to anything I've ever experienced in my life. Well, it was hot. As a taxi driver said, he said, you know, in Sydney, they'll show you how to steam some veggies. Here, we'll show you how to fry an egg. That was his comparison. I don't know if he'd ever been to Sydney, but he was referring to the humidity. But um, it was hot. And I forced, we got the, we wanted to see some of the American um, scenery. So we got the coach and it was like four hours. It was a nice trip. And then I'm um, just being like a penny pincher at the moment, very frugal. I said to my friend, we're not getting the taxi to the hotel. We'll walk. And she asked for directions. And the coach driver was like, oh, no, you don't walk. You have to get a taxi. We walked. We walked. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't LA, it's a city, you've kind of got to drive around, don't you? Is That's it? what they say. I survived for four months without a car. Um where I live is pretty central, which is great, and public transport's not too bad. If I have to go to – the problem is if I have an audition and I have to go to the valley or somewhere and I've got to walk to the train station. By the time I've walked to the train station, I've, all my makeup sweat off. So, yeah, I kind of do have – I succumbed. I do have a, a car now, which I share. Oh, try I sharing share. a car with your roommate. I hate sharing. I'm is too your roommate, Is your roommate an actor? <laughs> no, thank goodness she's not actually. We just, we are, we are, we really kind of um, are the odd couple. She's very corporate, um, very sensible, very organised and I am the bane of her life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just so like, I've just got clutter everywhere and she's a lovely girl and she's got very, must have very high tolerance levels because, yeah, we share the car. So basically, I mean, I only ever really use it if I have an audition, which can be <laughs> once a month. And if I've got a gig, let me tell you how much fun gigs are over there. It, um, most of the shows, it really made me appreciate how good we have it here. Like a lot of the shows you can only get on if you bring people or you have to audition. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm not that amb- ambitious. 
Um, I've been very lucky where I've done a couple of shows and I've met other comics who run rooms and um, some of them are paid. When I say paid, it's like 40 bucks or I think I got 70 bucks for one show or it's just the, you know, the privilege of basically performing. And the promise that some big time Hollywood type might just be (laughs) sitting in the audience and that just might be the moment that he decides to cast you in the super film. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. your best five, you never know who's sitting. You never know who's sitting. You just never know. Yeah. It's L.A. Yeah. That's why waiters breaking the song. You just never know. <laughs> you never know who's ordering chips. That's true. That's true. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Um, you've just got to, you know, I think a lot of promoters play on, you know, young comics and middle-aged comics hope, basically. So um, that's why I thought, oh, forget the comedy. I'll just become a movie star. It's much easier. Much easier. Don't they have still to- do, though, when I was there, this is 90s, early 90s. You used to have to go down, and they would have an afternoon show that was mm. just all yeah. the comics. Yeah, there was they, no actual crowd. It was every comic that wanted to be on for the actual show that night. They so have to. It was like kind all, of an audition. Kind of like for an audition. Yeah, yeah I think they minutes. still have that. And then they'd say, "All right, you know, they'd be twenty or thirty yeah. of you. You five come back mm. at seven. The mm. rest of you try again Shall. next week." You know. Yeah. No, I haven't subjected myself to that just mm. yet. I don't know. You know, I think the problem is for me. It doesn't like I. You have to let go of what you have here. You have to mm. let go of how established or how the conditions are here. Once you've done that, it's it's bearable. You know, like I the week before I left, I got to open the show with a sketch and then I got to do a bit of a monologue and then I got 10 minutes of stage time. So all up, I had about 20 minutes of stage mm. time, which is a lot over there. I mean, normally it's about five to 12 minutes usually and you're on with a lot of other comics there's usually no break sometimes there's somewhere i can plug my guitar into sometimes there's not so it doesn't excite me really the comedy i mean there's one that's not to put down any of the comics the comics are fantastic Mm. but the environment in which you're performing and the the, I, i don't know like five minutes of stage time isn't a lot of stage time sometimes that's hello and tuning my guitar on stage and the five minutes is gone. So, no, but it's still fun. Oh, still, but did you do much comedy over in America? When, did you start out in America, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, I started out. So, I started in 89 and carry on from there. I was there. I moved here in 92, so I had about four years, five years there. Whereabouts did you, you – was it Arizona? You well, Arizona is my home town as far as – my comedy birth is concerned. So I swung what was called the Southwest Circuit at the time, so I hung out in Arizona. Uh, the Improv came, opened up a shop in Tempe. Wow. So the Tempe Improv became my home club, and that gave us access to the all the Southwestern Improvs. It was the way it was ownership worked. But anyway, I, I rolled between San Diego, Brea, La Jolla, and then clubs in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado. Edges of Texas. Has anyone you sort of started out with gone on to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every one of them. Oh, every one of them. <laughs> Seriously, almost everybody that was in my class, if you want to refer to it in those terms, yeah. uh, is still doing it at some level. Um, there was a young man just ahead of me uh, from Arizona named David Spade. A couple of people oh, might be aware of him. I think I've heard the name. Yeah, he's uh, done a couple of things. <laughs> and... Uh, who, so David was probably the biggest guy that came out of Arizona. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty big. Um, but a bunch of guys there: Randy Kagan, Bob Kubota, Joey Scazzola, Ron Mori, Butch Lord, uh, another young man named um, Pablo Francisco. 
Oh, Pablo, yeah. He's out of Tucson, Arizona. Ah. So I remember Pablo, and uh, he just we used to work at the club, came down for open mic nights, and then we'd all stick around after the audience left and have drinks and listen to Pablo make stupid sounds into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and now he does it for a living. Did you think back then, yeah, he's never going to make yeah, it? We knew he wasn't trying to make it. He was just, <laughs> just, just, just hanging like out with us. He was literally just a guy at the club. And, <laughs> and he was just starting to do open mic sets when I left in 92. And then the, you know, the, the Def Jam shows started hitting cable and the Latino jams followed and he jumped on board with that wave. And I remember mm-hmm. going back in like 94 or something and like, Pablo's huge. And like, Francisco? Pablo Francisco is huge. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. And he still is today. Uh, My you... babysitter loves him. Oh, yeah. It's one of those weird moments. I love Pablo Francisco. <laughs> you know, I knew Pablo Francisco. Oh. And he, yeah, yeah, I love him. Did you catch Because he has two in here. Did you he catch every time. We, never, we weren't buddies. We, we, were, were, like, buddies, we were friendly. Friend, but you know, hey, Pablo. Hey, Tommy. But yeah, we, I've quite often been people interview interviews have called. Hey, Pablo's in town. We hear that you guys grew up together. No, we did comedy in the same <laughs> club for a short period of time, and we know some of the same people. Do you think that's like that's the Australianness rubbing off on you? Like you didn't take that opportunity? Yeah, we were best mates. We should, and you, you didn't think of running no, with that? No, no, no. no. I do stuff yeah. like that. I yeah. do any opportunity to name drop. I'm so dropping. Yeah. I I remember going to my apartment block and there was a young uh, guy there who heard my accent he said oh Muriel's wedding Muriel no, randomly started talking about I said actually I, I auditioned for Muriel's wedding I did I didn't get the role but I did audition for it when I was like in my very early 20s and um, I said oh yes I did a musical with Tony Collette I did when I was 16 for the bicentennial and um, you know I said I know quite a few people from the cast <laughs> just stuff that I wouldn't do. Like I'm, I, I cringe as I'm speaking. Yeah, it's but... the stuff that I wouldn't do here. I'd get bashed if I said that here. Mm. <laughs> well, you say that. I actually saw Tony Collette last night. Did you? Yeah, Madame oh. Tussauds at Darling Harbour. Oh. She's like, oh, yeah. it's. I went. Have you guys ever been to a Madame Tussauds? Never. I. It's some. Someone gave me a ticket. I'm like, oh great. And when like, it's actually really fun. Like some of them are really lifelike, and you can. It's pretty much you can muck around with the celebrities. Yes. It's great because you've got like, there's a lot of tourists come in there and you're walking through and they're like, you've got Gandhi there, you've got Obama. Obama was popular for I this week. I, I don't know what he's done. I think he did something on Twitter. But <laughs> the, the big one is like people are walking up like Don Bradman's there. For me, it's like, oh, Don Bradman. Mm. There's a lot of t- Asian, there some Asian tourist group there and they're like, who is this? They don't know who this is. And then they've got Mel Gibson's in there too, Mad Max. and yeah, oh, yes. I'd recommend it. Yeah. I heard that Delta got damaged. Something happened yes. to Delta. Yes, yeah, she there's securities on. Oh, no, she was burnt in real life, I think. I can't oh, remember yeah, what happened. Life. Sorry, Delta, I don't mean to make light of your experience, Delta, but I know that her wax replica was some way scarred. I think someone or... broke an arm off it. Because there was security like where Delta is there. Cause... We can't bash the real bitch. We'll get the dummy version. <laughs> Australians are so aggressive. That's something that I really notice. It's just we are just an aggressive race of people. <laughs> <laughs> just taking out on Delta, the poor little... Uh... But the other one, um, or in, in London, Kylie Minogue, they had to repaint her derriere because oh. they had the pose of her in the hot pants and... Mm. People rubbed off the paint from <laughs> Kylie's. Like it's a Buddha. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, the worship of the altar of Kylie. That's so funny. That's, well, you talk about Nadia. You, you were on Full Frontal. I was back in 1972, I think it was. Was, was now. Mr. Banner on? Was he? Yeah, yeah, actually. He was on when I was on. I wasn't on that often. I was on mostly doing the song parodies, and I did a couple of sketches. And I've um, actually. Um, 
my mum used to tape them for me on VHS, but the VHS tapes have kind of a bit warped now, I think, because I've played them so many times. Every time I meet a new friend, come and watch me. Um, but now I've, since, I haven't watched any of them for at least 10 years and I've been able to download some of the episodes off the internet illegally. And, um, yeah, it's very interesting watching them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's actually you can buy it on DVD now at Target, the... Let's pl- go back to plugging my shows. Plugging your Forget show. about out of services. Front front We've made services. enough money. <laughs> no, but you haven't used like name dropped Eric Banner. Over. You haven't said Eric. I actually think I may have when I was meeting with an agent or someone, and I said I was on a sketch comedy show that was or, that Eric mm. Banner was also on at the same time. So that's kind of as far as I take it, the name dropping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But you, you, Eric, he doesn't return your calls anymore? Or? No, he stopped calling. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. He's actually a very nice guy. He's certainly very, very talented. Mm. And um, he certainly deserves all the success that he has. Well, that was, I mean, that, going back to that full front, that was a talent of yourself. Kitty Flanagan was on it, Sean yeah, McAuliffe. Julia. Julia, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. no, it was a great cast. And Dana, who has now been directing some big shows. Dana, I can't remember her surname. Funny in America, when I was talking to someone, I said, oh, what's, your, what's your surname? My surname? What, what do you mean? My name? Have I been knighted? My surname? <laughs> no idea. The lang- it's like English is a second language sometimes, <laughs> some of the words. <laughs> but that one really made me laugh, surname. Yeah. Christian name. Christian name. Ah, Christian. Your Christian name. My more, uh, Christian Judaic name. Yes. <laughs> no, we'd, we'd try not to say that. Like <laughs> Quit reminding us that they're around. <laughs> oh, but it's Hollywood, though, isn't is it? Do you know what's frustrating, too? Like, I've had to change my act quite a bit and change all the local references. It took me about six months to change the references. And then finally I get it right and I think, okay, I've, I've got some nice jokes that I like and I've tried to do them here. Like there's mm. one joke that I do where, where I'm watching the Pride Parade, which is a bit like Mardi Gras, and I say, you know what, this guy's next to me saying, you know, I hate Hollywood. It's run by gays and Jews and that I get upset and I say that's not true because if Hollywood was run by gays, the freeways would be a lot more attractive and if Hollywood was run by Jews – the freeways wouldn't be free. Anyway, it gets a nice little laugh, but I've been doing it here and it's like nothing. And I, I don't understand the science of it. I, th- I think Seinfeld's been off there. We, Jewish, Jew, like in Tasmania growing up, I didn't know, like didn't we know don't, Jewish would. people, they don't exist down there. They're everywhere in, in yeah. LA. In Tassie, like Tasmania is very, yeah. Asian people are only relatively new down mm. there. It's very, yeah. Like Seinfeld <laughs> was like, this is funny. And then yeah. moved to Sydney and I met some Jewish people. I'm like, oh, this. Yeah, some of us are nice. Four or five of us are nice. Yeah. No, we're nice, but and 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 like Jewish culture is just infiltrated in in like mm. I was staying with this um, African American girl and she was speaking Yiddish to me and I thought, wow, that is something. Well, Tom, before before we go, it's it's been a great half hour. Tommy, any any shows, anything you've got coming up that you'd like to plug? No, no. Can no. I sing Tommy's praises? Of course. Tommy was on Thank God It's Friday on ABC Radio last week and Tommy blew me away with his ability to think on the spot. He took suggestions from the audience and he did a totally improvised three-minute um, routine mm. and I was in awe of that. Well, those are fun if, that's, uh, if you want to plug that then. The uh, ABC Radio, <laughs> no, Free Radio yeah. of Australia. Uh, ABC Radio slash Richard Glover slash TGIF, the Thank God It's Friday. That, that's a podcast. That's oh, a podcast. So download. Download and, and hear the fun of that. Tim Friedman was singing. Oh, Mr. Fr- I, um, I excellent, get- excellent singer-songwriter who mm. apparently 
everything in his life is melancholic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's. I, <laughs> does he have a? I think it's Jewish. I think it doesn't matter how good life is. We have to have a bit of a whinge. He just <laughs> he, he lived in Newtown too long. You know, the it's gentrified. It's his whole. Every time I hear him, I love him, but it's like it's like sepia. Everything yeah. is sepia. <laughs> a little bit of this sort of nostalgic, light brown, weepy <laughs> sadness. But, but there's jokes after that. But he's, he's very good. He's a, he's yeah. a great songwriter. He's oh. a lovely voice. Now, yeah. Right now, um, there's no shows to plug. I'm kind of in mercenary mode. So a lot of uh, te- television warm-up work, keeping the groceries coming in. Nice. Corporate Christmas uh, is uh, starting to stack up. So I'll be uh, visiting a variety of uh, corporate clients and amusing them with my easily unoffensive jokes. <laughs> nice. So if you're out there, corporate world, and you think we haven't got anyone for the That's Christmas right. Did party. Did you notice how Tommy didn't mm-hmm. take the bait on that Jew talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in corporate mode at the moment. <laughs> so if you want someone for your corporate party, go get Tommy and Dean. And there's no such thing as nepotism here because the Jews sure aren't booking me. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Well, it's> Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> they don't really have the Hanukkah season here. <laughs> and if you want, check out Jackie Loeb, 16th of November, Rudy Hill RSL, Wednesday the 12th of December, the Comedy Store, Sydney, and Saturday, 29th of the 12th, get New Year's Eve early at Canterbury Helston Park RSL Club. Plus well, Perth. Plus and Perth. Go <laughs> Perth. Perth. All you miners, take all your mining money. Go see Jackie. <laughs> take Gina, your live expelled. Gina, if you're there, when, is, it, is it January you're in? I think or, I'll be in Perth in December. December. In December. Gina Reinhardt, if you're out there, we know you listen, or your lawyers do, I know that. <laughs> um, if you're out there, why not a conciliatory note? Get your family together. Take them to see Jackie. She can reunite you, save you in lawyer bills. <laughs> well, Jackie, Tommy, thank you guys so much for coming on Pleasure. Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Thank you, Comedy, Comedy Edge. on the Edge. You can use that as your outro oh, for sweet. all of them. Let me do one, a clean one. Comedy on the Edge. Hershey's. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Dave. For more info, check out comedyonedge.com. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.